This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Comments about John Fetterman, I'll just say that they were grotesque comments and unfair ones at that here as he continues to go uh, through his own healthcare situation. As for the conference as a whole here, you have Donald Trump who will be speaking here tomorrow. Nikki Haley will be speaking from the stage as well as potential presidential contender Mike Pompeo, Peter. But let's be very clear here. This is a Trump loyal base of support. That is MSNBC. Stephanie Bell, you were there at CPAC over the past several days. Do you agree with the last statement there? This was all about the Trump. Someone called it, I think, MAGA land or something. It was very pro-Trump. And CPAC has always been that way. I mean, um, I've seen Trump speak there before. You know, it's just been, especially... You know, as of late, it's been very pro-Trump. Now, some other contenders showed up, and I thought it was maybe so pro-Trump pro Trump, that some folks like Nikki Haley might get booed going on stage because people are so dedicated to Trump. But that people were open, really, and they did the straw poll. I think DeSantis still came up with like 20%. Um, so I would say the people who were open to other candidates were just a little bit less, were quieter and maybe not decked out in, like, sequin Trump outfits, right? Because there was a little bit of that, too. Well, that's the thing. You know, as Trump supporters, we are passionate. We were passionate about Trump. A lot of people are still incredibly, and I love Trump. I love Trump. I just don't think he's the answer in 2024. I really don't think he'd win a general. Now, I was not at CPAC, but here's what I'm envisioning. Everybody at CPAC over the past few days probably walked out of there with a renewed, yes, it's got to be Trump in 2024. It's going to be Trump. The straw poll would indicate that would be so. The passion and the cheer and the craziness surrounding the former president, uh, it was all there. And so I'm guessing a lot of people walking out going, yeah, Trump's going to be president again. Is there that vibe, you think? Yeah, I mean, I think the people there were really excited um, and and obviously excited to be Trump. But those were people who were already in that camp. I don't think it changed anybody's mind. Um, You know, and I think a lot of folks who, you know, obviously DeSantis and some other folks were at a different event. um, And so I'm sure the people that were at that event have a different view. Um, The one that really surprised me, and I was really excited to see Nikki Haley. Haven't seen her speak on the CPAC stage before. Saw her, um, you know, the attendance this year was down. There were a lot of empty chairs. It's all over Twitter. Um, even during folks like her speech. Um, The one that surprised me was Vivek Ramaswamy. I watched his speech. He was great. Um, He had a reception, kind of like a meet and greet after his speech, and he was like getting mobbed we tried to get there and like people were just on both sides of the hallway i encountered the hotel security his event was just overwhelmed and the hotel security was up there saying you got to get some of these people off this floor because you're bothering other people um and he would like come out of the room and kind of get mobbed and then try to get back in and just people were you know just wanting to be near him like a like a rock star or something Uh, and it wasn't i wouldn't say it was hundreds of people but it was it was surprising to me you know noticing that the event was so pro-trump and ron DeSantis wasn't there and and i don't know uh, is that a baller move to say you know uh if and by the way everybody i think except for him has talked about running for president uh, and I would love to see DeSantis be president in 2024. I would love Trump to be president in 2024. I just still do not think all of us. Yes, we want Trump to win. We probably think Trump can win, but I think we would be incorrect. I don't think he would win in a general in 2024. A lot of people that wouldn't like Biden still, I do not think, would move to the Trump camp. That's my opinion. I believe that wholeheartedly. I hope I hope I'm proved wrong. And here's why, because I bet a week's worth of Hannah's salary on this. So I hope I'm wrong. John, you're not out of this either. I bet a week's worth of your salary, too, on this. <laughs> well, you can give somebody a tip with it. 
Uh, so uh, DeSantis, he wasn't there. But CPAC, and here's the importance of CPAC. It's Republicans, it's conservatives, it's everybody getting together and saying, okay, let's Let's get going. Who kind of is, who is our leader right now? Who reps the GOP? Yeah, I mean, two things that I hadn't really thought about that I heard as kind of knocks on DeSantis or reasons why DeSantis might not run um, <clears throat> last week was, you know, one, everyone in Florida loves him and he's so young. Like, he's not in a hurry. Why put yourself up and, and become Trump's biggest target? You know, why, why not just wait? Why not wait until, wait four more years, you'd be a shoe in you'd for sure be the top pick, um, just sit it out. And so I, I heard some of that, which I, I was kind of surprised by because I'm kind of in the camp of he's running, right? Like everyone just assumes he's running. The other thing people were saying was as governor, he's been engaged in a lot of these culture wars, other things. And unlike being in the Senate, um, they they have some concerns about like his foreign affairs experience. And, you know, he served in the House for a time, but a lot of people said, you know, I love him as a governor. I just don't know when he's, you know, having to be on that international stage how he will perform DeSantis not at CPAC but talking this weekend the number of people that are moving to a lot of people move to Florida they live in New York and they get old and they retire and they go down and they go down and they live in Florida but they have seen an influx of residents one of the things he addressed this weekend well how come more and more people are moving to Florida this is a result of better governance in states like Florida. It is a result of poor governance in these left-wing states. That's why people are moving. Talks about left-wing states in Oregon. It's so bad in Oregon that there is geographically more than half the state are trying to join the state of Idaho. Now, I'll tell you, having lived in Idaho, this is something they've been talking about for years. They're, they're pushing this forward in the Idaho legislature. Now, a lot would have to happen. The Oregon legislature would have to approve. The Idaho legislature would have to approve the idea to even talk together. And then they'd have to vote on it. And then I think it's got to be approved by Congress. But that's how. So that's what DeSantis is talking about when he talks about these progressive states and how bad it is. Uh, you've got people, half the geographical region of Oregon wanting to become part of the state of Idaho because of their conservative street cred. Carrie Lake wins the straw poll for uh, vice president, to be Trump's vice president. But she said she couldn't do it. Have you heard the reason why? Carrie Lake, the, uh, she ran for governor in Arizona. Uh, she says she couldn't, be, she couldn't serve as vice president. Uh, Constitution, right? Yeah, it's the Constitution. <laughs> she says... Uh, we're flattered, but unfortunately, our legal team says the Constitution won't allow for her to serve as governor and vice president at the same time. <laughs> Imagine that. And that people like her are what's wrong with the Republican Party, in my opinion. People like her, the crazies, Marjorie Taylor Greene, I'll put them all together. Apologies if you're a fan of Marjorie Taylor Greene. But this is why, and and the, the news outlets, man, they go after us because of people like Carrie Lake, who says she couldn't serve as vice president because I'll be governor. No, you won't. Uh, or I'll bet another week's worth of John and, uh, heck, I'll put in Brian Houseworth's salary on that one, too, that Carrie Lake will not be governor of Arizona in 2024. People like her, what's wrong with the Republican Party? How come it's never your salary? Uh, because you guys all make more than I do. <laughs> Good morning and welcome to the show. It's Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Stephanie Bell. Now, it sounds like you've lost your voice a little bit. Who was it that you were cheering for at CPAC? A little bit. I mean, I was cheering for everybody. Everyone there is so yeah. excited. And, like, when they when you come out, oh, guess who? Uh, the, my One of my faves, Senator Kennedy was there. I was definitely, when he came out on stage, it was like a rock concert. People were pumped to see him. Was it like a two-drink minimum? Because he's like a stand-up comedian, oh, man. It, it was midday, so I think... 
think maybe some people were already drinking. I was not, but uh, but people were very excited. Um, and of course, you know, he had some good one-liners. Um, so you know, I was very excited to see him. Oh, and uh, incidentally, I'm jump off track here real quick. About a mile or about an hour up the road from you, Chris Rock doing a live Netflix special. Wow. Uh, Chris, he used to be really funny. Uh, he done it. He done a couple of stand-up specials in the early 2000s. Smart funny he used to do some stuff on Chappelle's show he did an incredible bit called how to not get shot by the cops guy was hilarious but did this netflix live special and did address some of the stuff with the will uh will smith slap one year ago at the oscars i have rooted for will smith my whole life and now i, I watch emancipation just to see him get whooped <laughs> oh, oh, oh god he had some he has some good stuff. We're going to highlight some of those through the morning. Howsworth, did you see Travis Kelsey on Saturday Night Live? I did not. See, I figured, I know you're not a big SNL fan, but I figured you'd watch because, Tra I know you're a huge sports fan. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've heard excerpt people say it was really good, but no, I didn't see it. He was actually, he was really good. We're going to drop some of those on for you this uh, this morning also. Producer Hannah is here. Good morning. What the heck was Travis wearing, though? It was like a mauve oh, suit. So he came out on what was it he had, so he had on like a nice suit and he had like these two almost like they looked like towels that were covering up his junk and they looked like towels that a football <laughs> player like a quarterback would wear mm -hmm. uh you know when you like towels you when you're when it's wet and they use the towels that hang down off i don't know what that was but that was the first thing <laughs> I, I noticed uh mr john marsh is here good morning john Good morning. Glad you are here. And by the way, thanks for, uh, while Steph and I were gone, we were both working very hard. Uh, she was asleep. <laughs> you were working very hard not to fall down the mountain off of your skis. <laughs> Skiing with the grandkids. Uh, and several folks said, man, John, John's a cool. Here, I got this text from one friend of mine, John. He says, man, John sounds like a cool old hippie. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's good. Is there some truth to that? No, I don't know. I, I wasn't, wasn't rocking the, the hand towel stuck in the front of my pants like Kelsey. So, you know. Uh, did you see Kelsey on, S on SNL? I caught a little of the, the highlights on their website after the fact. Yeah, what'd you think? I, I thought he did a good job. He's, he's genuinely a funny guy. He, he is. Uh, he even uh, did a little bit on Patrick Mahomes' voice. His brother was there <laughs> mm -hmm. and appeared in the skit. Uh, it was pretty cool. And wasn't Kelsey Ballerini the musical act, Hannah? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And she just wrote this heartbreaking album about her divorce with her husband, and now she's dating someone new. But I saw her and him, and I was like, oh, she. And also, she would be Kelsey. Kelsey, right? <laughs> <laughs> I saw. I saw a TikTok leading up to the SNL appearance, and it was them calling Kelsey to the set of SNL. And Kelsey Ballerini and Travis Kelsey both came out of their, you know, opposite dressing rooms. And they were like, who they who they need? Cute. Oh. <laughs> Speaking of divorce, you hear he's getting divorced in the political world. My first reaction is it's about dang time. Only because Trump's been cheering about it and posting about it. Yeah, and we used to question. And I remember I used people used to come down on me a little bit when I would say, how does the marriage between former staffer in the White House, Kellyanne Conway, and George Conway, the founder of the anti-Trump group, the Lincoln Project. How on earth are these people married? She works for the very guy that makes George Conway wet the bed at night. George Conway would pee the bed at night when Trump was president. <laughs> They're getting divorced. I'm surprised it's taken 
This We've talked about that, though, before. If you have diametrically opposed political, is that, A, is that, like, a deal breaker in just dating on, like, a dating app or whatever? But, like, being, can you be married to somebody who... And not that you disagree on an issue or, or two, but, I mean, diametrically opposed. 874-9390 right. is our text. Are you in a relation? That would be interesting, an interesting question. Could, would you or are you in a relationship where y'all just completely just don't uh, don't get along politically other thing we are doing for you this morning congressman blaine lukemeyer he's going to be joining us a little bit after uh, eight o'clock this morning some of the craziness happening in dc meanwhile we are getting ready for the daily dc rundown what do you have for us, steph well noticeably absent from cpac was you know all of the fox news folks they really weren't there but they're dealing with something else right now a big court case coming up yeah i got some uh it's been interesting to see a lot of these uh texts this is wake up mid missouri with Brandon Rathert. The WHO, which stands for We Hide Outbreaks. We Hide Outbreaks. <laughs> Donald Trump this weekend at CPAC. That's getting us into today's daily DC rundown with Stephanie Bell. One of my favorite t shirts at CPAC was the fake media is the real virus, I think, and a lot of people were walking around with that. Um, but Fox is facing, they were not really had a large presence at CPAC. They are facing a $1.6 billion lawsuit. Um, that's against, uh, or it was brought by Dominion Voting Systems. Um, a lot of text message, uh, a lot of people were deposed, and now some of this stuff is becoming unsealed as the case progresses. Um, so folks behind the scenes, even Tucker Carlson was, uh, was texting somebody, you know, Sidney Powell's lying. Uh, Murdoch was texting people, this is really crazy. Um, and so the question, you know, the bar to win one of these things is super high. Um, but it is kind of odd that it hasn't already, I think, that it hasn't already been settled. Um, but, you know, so they're being accused of, hey, you were airing all these allegations publicly and, and, and egging people on to believe that, you know, the election was stolen when privately none of you, you knew that all these people were lying or that the information was false. So, and here's the thing. I think Fox got too Hollywood on this. And listen, the first couple of weeks, like, yeah, there's some stuff we need to look at here as it relates to the election. Uh, and then as more and more info came out, backed away from it. Uh, you had numerous Trump-appointed judges saying, yeah, there is nothing to see here, nothing to see here. There are some texts. Sean Hannity is here, too, today. I haven't had a chance to listen recently, but I know there are some texts involving him, too, as it relates to what was going on behind the scenes at Fox while they were uh, covering this. Yeah, and I do think you bring up a good point, Brandon. I think that's one the court will look at is this kind of temporal limitation that, you know, right when you right at the end of the election. Yeah, if any if there were any irregularities, I, I think that first week after the election, it's all newsworthy. But at some point you get to that level of knowing, hey, it's not going to change the outcome. So that case uh, currently is still scheduled for trial. Um, also, I think this is really interesting. Uh, U.S. Uh, Representative Tony Gonzalez of Texas was recently censured this weekend by a state party um, for uh, for basically supporting uh, gun safety laws. Um, and he's also voted uh, to defend same-sex marriage. And this came up when I uh, when Jennifer co-hosted with me because there was a openly gay Missouri Republican who faced a censure vote by the county for proposing a resolution to basically undo the gay marriage amendment in the Missouri Constitution. And I think it just brings up a really interesting question of like, at what point does someone get so far off of the party platform that then you have to rein them in? But on gay marriage, that issue doesn't really cut R&D at this point. So, you know, should you be censured for, you know, your stance on gay marriage? Now, guns... 
I think that's probably a little bit different. But at what point, you know, there are a lot of people probably in the Missouri House who didn't like some of those tax votes like on uh, like the gas tax, you know, and, you know, could have said, hey, these people are, you know, we we agreed we're not going to raise any taxes. These people should be censured. So I think that that it's gone from our state level to now we see it at the federal level. I think that's a really interesting debate that's, I think, ongoing and ramping up. And I think the other thing, too, is in relation to the Missouri legislature is some of these votes on um, tax credits for the movie industry, because I know a lot of uh, independents and Republicans not big fans of giving tax breaks to companies, but there's a lot of folks saying, but the benefit on these tax breaks and bringing more of Hollywood here to the Shelby State could be huge. Right. So as we watch 2024, Larry Hogan has said, oh, I'm not going to run against Trump. So one person's out. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. I have actually been playing football together since we were little kids, and he was always better than me at everything. Um, in high school, he was an honor student, and I got kicked off the team because I failed French. And English, too, but French sounds way better. And then when we were in college, uh, I actually got kicked off the team because I tested positive for marijuana. So it just goes to show you, if you smoke weed and you're bad at school, you can win the Super Bowl twice. <laughs> Maybe I should have put a trigger warning before that, Marsh. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, maybe I should have let parent. Hey, just so you know, Travis is going to say some stuff that is apparent you may not agree with. I don't agree with it either. But here's the thing. It's comedy. Oh, my gosh. By the way, there's a new study on trigger warnings. Uh, on on trigger. What happens when you have a, when you're letting a, a young person know, hey, this book might contain some words that you might find offensive. Um, there's science now behind trigger warnings and whether or not they are effective. One of the things we're going to be covering this morning here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. I'm Brandon Rather, Stephanie Bell, John Marsh, Brian Housworth, producer Han is here. $70 million of this product sold in Missouri in one month. Marsh, any guesses? Mm, well, I just included the story in my newscast <laughs> that just aired, so I'll, I'll, I'll decline. Uh, recreational weed. $70 million in one month in the first, I think it was just for the month of February, so not even a full month. <gasps> Short month anyway. And did anyone notice like a huge difference in their day-to-day -day life or crime or like anything or just like did it go unnoticed? 874-9390. I think it's a great question because everybody, oh my God, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. I don't know that we've seen anything yet. We've talked to, as a matter of fact, uh, Chief Wilde, Jefferson City Police Department. We spoke with him a couple of weeks ago and said as far as they have just haven't, they said basically, if I, and correct me if I'm wrong, John, takeaway from our conversation with Chief Wilde a couple of weeks ago is right now in the early going, we're not seeing anything. No, he said, he basically said, if you're driving crazy or weaving all over the road, they're going to pull you over. They don't care why. Yeah, if you're sniffing glue, drinking booze, chewing on edibles, whatever. If you're driving to a point it's affecting traffic, we're going to pull you over and get you. And the good thing with that, uh, the $71 million in sales, you look at the tax from that. Uh, a lot of that going for veteran services, and we know how much we love our veterans here in Missouri. You know, especially here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri, you know how much I love we love our veterans, and that's why I'm excited about the Como Man Show. It's coming up this weekend, Saturday, 10 to 3. Hunting, fishing, sports, food, beer, power tools, everything to indulge in the ultimate man day. Uh, by the way, uh, us guys do not take a man day, but that's what we're calling it. This is happening. Holiday Inn Expo Center. You can go on to 939theeagle.com, KWOS.com. Check out tickets for the man show. 20 bucks at the door. The VIP option 
Uh, I have always enjoyed that. 50 bucks for the VIP. And you don't have to be a man to go because I will be there. I think Hannah will be there. You can. It's a cool day date. Yeah. Right? Uh, and that VIP, we love the VIP section. Last year, the, the can I tell yeah, we this? keep getting thrown out of it because we're supposed to be working when we're there. Yeah, it's a, it's a huge time. And this is not like vendors who are handing out little plastic bags with gifts. I mean, there are things to do. Uh, can I, can, uh, do, can we tell the VIP tent story? Oh my gosh. That's on you. That's on you. I mean, I'm working. You're usually flirting. Yeah, what no. you're doing. Okay, Brandon <laughs> at flirting. the man show always disappears for like an hour of his two-hour shift. And we're like, where the heck is he? And if he? I didn't know that you were sober, I would think maybe he's just <laughs> hanging out at the bar because there, you know, there's some beverages and stuff. But In the green room. Yeah. Lots of the folks that we meet, the first question is, where's Brandon? Don't know. Somewhere around here. Customer relations. Find a pretty lady and then look right next to her. So last year we were set up across, I think it was uh, Harley Davidson. Yep. And one yep. of the... Uh, <laughs> One of the employees of Harley Davidson. Uh, she was a model for Harley Davidson. We ended up just chatting. I mean, she's she's way above my pay grade. But uh, I'm like, hey, you want to go get something to eat? She's like, sure. And so, man, I'm walking with this guy. He's probably 20 years my junior. Walking over. At to least. Me, and me, this chubby, balding 51-year-old dude, walking with this very attractive, uh, appropriately dressed Harley Davidson model to the no. VIP tent. No. You're like the Home Depot associate. She's like, do you have directions to the food tent? And you're like, yes, I'll show you this way, right? <laughs> My, like, yeah, that's good. That's a good analogy. Yeah. He was just, it's like he said, customer service. Yeah, there you go. Uh, we walked over to the VIP tent. And I remember like several of my bosses sitting in a row in the VIP tent. And I walk in with this, again, appropriately addressed Harley Davidson model. And everybody, like some of the folks were like, yes. And then the upper management just looked at me and was like, oh, gosh. <laughs> Yeah, because they knew you were supposed to be working our booth, not working that booth. I was taking care of clients in the VIP section. VIP Sheesh. section is really cool, and it's only fifty bucks. You get uh, there's there's booze in there, and there's uh, food and Harley Davidson models. Sometimes we <laughs> <There you> go. <laughs> okay, welcome into the hundred and two million dollars of cannabis sold in the first month of legal wreck. Uh, more than uh, so, it was like seventy one million dollars was for recreational weed. Uh, one business owner telling a TV station in Kansas City said we were getting up to like a thousand people a day coming into these places. Typically, prior to wreck weed, you'd get about 50 to 150 medical patients daily. Stephanie and I were Springfield uh, a couple of weeks ago for the statewide Lincoln Days. Four o'clock in the afternoon on a Friday, I drove by a dispensary. Two drive-through lanes packed and wrapped around. You just drove by, huh? I drove. Yeah, no, I have no. You were looking for a friend. <laughs> no. I was looking for a Harley model. <laughs> Listen, today's my 924th day without a drink. I don't need to. I don't need to mess. Good for they you. were also having like because that um, Mick Foley was there, and I think it was because they were having a big Comic Con convention. Now, if there was a bunch of people walking around eating gummies, I mean, I think it. <laughs> I think the drive-through was all the Comic Con people. I, I don't think it was the Lincoln Days people, but I could be wrong. Gummies wearing Klingon outfits. There huh? you go. But I'm not smoking. It's just a gummy. It's a hard. By the way, also off the text eight seven four ninety three ninety, we had mentioned earlier that Kellyanne Conway and George Conway remember. 
former Kellyanne Conway was a White House advisor. Now you see her on Fox TV all the time. She was married to George Conway. He was one of Trump's fiercest critics. As a matter of fact, he founded the anti-Trump Republican group, the Lincoln Project. And these folks were married. And we talked about how on earth do because it wasn't just like they they were on opposite ends of the political spectrum. They were on opposite ends of the political spectrum as it related to the dude who was kind of, in effect, paying his wife's salary. Off the text, 874 Sean says, uh, hey, what about uh, James Carville? And Mary Madeline. Yeah. Hmm. Still married. They've been married since 1990. They've been married coming up Thanksgiving. They will have been married for 30 years. And apparently uh, they have both gone on the record saying they do not talk politics at home. And it's worked for 30 years. Sometimes you just have to agree to disagree and move on. See, what I, the heck else would James Carville have to talk about if he doesn't talk politics at all? Some Creole recipes for yeah. rice and beans. There you go. See, Hannah, I heard something different there when you said sometimes you just have to agree to disagree. I, is what I heard is sometimes it's just a good idea to keep your mouth shut. Yeah, that too. <laughs> some, some things. All right. Welcome to the show. Anyways, we move forward. A lot of impactful legislation happening in Jefferson City um, over the past couple of months. The biggest thing has been um, keeping, uh, uh, well, I'll do this two ways. Uh, one story, it's talking about transgender athletes. It's been probably one of the biggest things in sports gambling. Uh, one story says, Bill before the Senate seeks to prevent transgender athletes from competing on school sports teams that align, align with their gender identity and ban gender-affirming health care for minors. By the way, banding gen- gender-affirming health care for minors, absolutely. You can't have kids making these decisions before they're 18 years old. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But I think they could change the story and instead of bills before the Senate seek to prevent transgender athletes from competing. That's not what it is. Rewrite it here. Uh, Bills before the Senate to keep sports fair for kids. I think would be a more accurate story. Uh, They're getting ready to go on spring break. I think they're in set. They'll be in session Thursday. They wrap up and then they're gone for a while. Any big take in your eyes, John? Uh, We've heard mostly. That the Senate, because, you know, last year, Senate, the big story was the disputes between the conservative caucus and Rowden and, and all those. Unfortunately, that overshadowed a lot of things I felt that was happening in the Missouri legislature. Haven't seen a whole lot of that. Um, well, we, we did on Tuesday of last week and that we had uh, last week we had Senator Mike Burns Ketter and we had Lieutenant Governor Mike Keogh who presides over the Senate. And Mike Moon got pretty wound up and bumped heads with Senator O'Laughlin and bumped heads with Caleb Rowden over disrespecting the floor leaders. They put it all over that transgender bill and also it got a little ugly the other day and that was a that was my question to those guys. I said, hmm, is the conservative caucus not as gone as they claim they are? Yeah, I think some people have described the Senate as kind of a ticking time bomb. Like it's only a matter of time before things hit hit the fan. But, uh, you know, I think we will see a lot of disagreement this week. I think, you know, now is the time right before spring break because then you give people a week to cool off. Um, So if there's a time to kind of push through some things, you know, but there have been some surprises. Brandon, you mentioned this, you know, film tax credit, you know, in order of priorities, it wouldn't have been like state employee pay raise, film tax credit. Like I would put school choice 
before that. And there are a lot of other things. So there's been kind of some, but I wonder, you know, my speculation is that there's been some trading going on and that was part of maybe some sort of trade to try to get something else done. So, but a lot of big issues still on the table, still waiting their time. And of course, the one bill uh, that has been signed so far this session, pay raise for state employees, hope state employees. So have they got, it'll be on their, the first check will be at the end of March, I think, that state employees uh, get. Yes. That's what we're hearing. So that's good. More money going back into the economy with the price of eggs right now. Hey, we could certainly use it. Coming up just a few minutes from now here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. We're going to offer a pro tip on what to tell your boss if you want to take it easy on a Monday. Because, you know, it's Monday. You want to ease. Slacker Monday. You want to ease into (laughs) these things. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Y'all know what happened to me. Getting smacked by Suge Smith. I didn't hurt. It still hurts. I got summertime ringing in my ear. Chris Rock, live Netflix stand-up special this weekend. Address the slap from Will Smith one week ahead of the Oscars. It's coming up on next weekend. And just an hour south of there, CPAC was going on. That's where Stephanie Bell was. We're going to have some more highlights and behind-the-scenes things because we heard what Trump said and and uh, what some of the other folks were saying. We even heard what Don Trump Jr. had said. He said some things and uh, left uh, the left news outlets kind of flipped out on him. He did say some things that uh, he called John Listen, John Fetterman should not be in office. The people, I don't know who's to blame, him or the people in Pennsylvania who voted for this guy who had health issues prior to him being elected, health issues that would make you legitimately question should this guy be in office. And now he's got other things, but he called him a vegetable and said it, which, uh, and said he should be working at a grocery store bagging groceries. That comment. Uh, I agree with that. I agree with that. Welcome to the show. Monday edition of Wake Up Mid-Missouri. We are so glad to all be back hanging out uh, together. If you are looking for an excuse, take it easy on a Monday at work. There's there's another. I think these are the same folks, John, who uh, who invented quiet quitting. There you go. Um, Four-day school week. Four-day school week. Quiet quitting. Uh, there's something now called Bare minimum Monday. Now we have a show here on the radio stations in the uh, in the mornings, hosted by a dude named Gordon Deal. I, re- I uh, thoroughly enjoy uh, the show. It's pretty much, hey, here is the news today. Here is what's going on, and it's so hard to find those kinds of sources anymore. Just like legitimately, as a matter of fact, is what they say is uh, all the news without the uh, the noise. But uh, Gordon Deal, who hosts that show. Chatting with Charles Passy. He is with Market Watch, and they're talking about something new. So here's the excuse you can use if you're getting into work today and you're like, oh, it's hard coming back on Mondays. Uh, you can you can flip this on your boss. Well, haven't you heard? It's a, it's a bare minimum Monday. And now we have bare minimum Monday, which kind of what its name implies is about instead of like starting the week in this, we got to go kill them. We got to go work really hard. We got to tackle this, tackle that. You say, maybe I just ease into the work week and take things slow. The person who has apparently coined the phrase and certainly has helped popularize it is a TikTok creator who admittedly she works for herself. So she doesn't have a boss hanging over her. Isn't that what our state legislature is doing? Don't they go in at like 4 o'clock on a Monday? That's what I want to do. I want to go in at 4 o'clock, 4 to 5 on Monday, bare minimum Monday. Get their per diem and head home. They know I love them, but that's, you know, when they're when they're complaining at the end of session about how they weren't able to get anything done, you know, come on. So any guesses as to how old, what, uh, uh, what age group this uh, person is who invented 
A hundred percent. It's Gen Z or what's Gen the Z what's after Gen Z? Because Gen Z is getting kind of old, Hannah. Right? It's like Generation Alpha or something. I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, Gen X uh, here, and you're Gen. I'm a millennial. Millennial, Hannah. What are you? Gen Z. Uh, Marsh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, but yeah. Boomer. Twenty-nine year old. Hey. Uh, yeah. Uh, bare minimum Monday. That's why we're going to the four-day work week because employers are like, I'm not going to pay for you to sit around and do nothing. So you might as well stay home and I can pay you less. And then you get the benefit of a four-day work week. It was interesting. They talked about this whole idea and the person who came up with it worked for herself. (laughs) There is that. (laughs) Uh, But if I'm being honest, aren't we kind of doing that anyway? Whether it's the Missouri legislature, four-day school weeks, or in our own mindset. Now, I don't come in there, I'm going to take it easy, uh, but it's definitely not my hardest day of the week. It's not my longest day of the week, for sure. It's not Monday. But I've heard, like, Mondays and Fridays, the two worst days of the week to conduct serious business or to send serious emails or to hold serious meetings because Monday, yeah, you got a a weekend hangover. How many serious emails are you sending a week, Brandon? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that has nothing to do with the story, Stephanie. (laughs) Uh, From someone who only gets paid for actually working (laughs) for hours I work, uh, yeah, no, I mean, you know, everyone has a day where you're just like, you're not feeling it. But like, uh, many people do not have the choice. Many people are not sitting on someone else's salaried, salaried, you know, Mm -hmm. job where they can just show up and not, you know, produce. Our friends who are in the service industry, whether that be plumbing or what, you know, guess what? If you don't go to anyone's house on a Monday and fix their stuff, guess how much money you make? A big fat zero. Yeah. Talk to a lineman or a first responder about about these um, uh, Mondays, these bare minimum Mondays. Talk to somebody like